with Jenny Winter. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. beautiful people of planet earth at least it was planet earth last time i checked which was just now because i had to do that instead of doing the washing up what nailing life yes i am uh it is as i'm recording this it's night time uh the dishes are sort of done i've sprayed some stuff on a bench and now i'm recording this so i'm counting it as like the most productive 17 minutes of my entire life you're welcome on today's episode, I am super pumped to bring you the delightful wonder of nuggety goodness that is Ellen Briggs. Ellen and I go way back. Um, you know, I can't remember the first time I met her. I think I do remember seeing her on stage. She is freaking hilarious. Just love her. And she and Mandy Nolan, who you'll probably remember was on the first episode of this season, do an amazing double, uh, double-headed act. Double-headed act. Oh God, I think I walked right into that one. A double header act. Um, look, there's an act and there's two of them, so it's double. And they're both headlining, so it's a double headline act. <clears throat> yeah, let's go with that. Uh, called Women Like Us, which is phenomenal. And the thing I love about these ladies, both of them, is they are so supportive of other women. It's never a competitive, you know, that bullshit. Like, like they're just very much champions for other women. And that's what we need more of in the world. And I'm sorry, I don't know why I'm singing everything. Yeah, I do. It's because I sing everything. It's just part of my personality. Maybe there's a word for that. I wonder if there's a term for that. I must Google it. Um, anyway, without further ado, I'm so excited to introduce you if you haven't met her already. And if you have, I'm so excited to reacquaint you with the gorgeous little love nugget that is Ellen Briggs. Yay, welcome, Ellen. Oh, thanks for having me. So excited. I'm so excited to talk to you. You're so adorable. Um, <laughs> I mean that in a beautiful way, not a condescending way. Nobody in my um, house says that. Oh, you know what? My littlest will say that to me when he's in a really good mood. He'll go, Mum, you're so adorable. Oh, that's really I'll not true. Totally my my littlest up. is 20 now, so he's not saying that I'm adorable <laughs> at all. <laughs> Oh my goodness! And you've got no, you've got twenty year old twins. Yeah. So that's um double trouble. How how are they? Like that's it. I mean, you've pretty much done it now, right? They're great. They're really great. We we've had a pretty easy ride with them, to be honest. They're um yeah, one of them's in his second year of his apprenticeship. He's fully sick, Jen. He's a spray painter. Fully sick. He's a fully sick. Oh, kid. nice. He's riding, riding to his cars. Yeah, he talks like that all the time, and I'm like, why do you speak like you're Lebanese? Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> he, wants, he wants to live down in Western Sydney and just do fully sick circle work. Um, and the other guys, he wanted to move to Melbourne last year and obviously couldn't go because of COVID. And so he's ready to go. You know, when you get to, I don't have any, Ella's moved out, hasn't she? Your daughter. She has, yes. Yeah, yes. so oh. 
Yeah, someone once me. said to me, you'll know when they're ready to go because I was really like, oh, my God, I can't even imagine them not living at home and you'll know when they're ready to go and he is really ready to go and I'm ready for him to go. You know, like he's, it's like he's unhappy here now. He's not horrible to be around but you can tell he's unhappy. He wants to be somewhere else. So he's going to move to Melbourne. And yep. Yeah, which is great. Yeah. Wow. But they're good. They, they, That's awesome. They're what? just haven't given us any trouble at all really we've had a very easy ride with them all right well ellen it's been lovely talking to you and uh i'll just be over here in the corner weeping um <laughs> do you know when they were little? no i'm very happy for you when they were little mm. i used to go to this um play group and <laughs> there'd be all these mums there with their one baby you know like oh my, oh my god and i used to make sure i didn't do my hair that morning i wouldn't put on makeup or anything <laughs> Because I would have slept 13 hours with my twins. <laughs> and who wants what? to hang out with that shit? Who wants to hang out with the bitch who's got the two <laughs> sleeping babies? You know, coming in like, oh, God, no, I've had a great sleep. I, I feel like I could go for a run perhaps, you know. <laughs> They'll be going back to bed in a couple of hours. Um, so I'd pretend that I'd been up all night <laughs> because I just wanted to hang out with the girls. Oh, my God. And I God. just didn't want to be that woman. <laughs> But now I just go. Oh, that's yeah, a beautiful kind of weirdly. Kind like, that's thing, a weirdly right? um, feminist act, like of solidarity. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I'm yeah. Like that. Or it's like the. It almost feels like the girl like dumbing herself down in class because you don't want to, you know, invoke <laughs> the wrath of your uh, yeah. other friends, your well, peers. Well, I just, I just wanted to be a part of the gang, and if the gang was the gang of the women who had kids that weren't sleeping and they all had colic and all sorts of things and I just went fuck my kids can't talk so I can lie about them and they're not going to dog me in (laughs) (laughs) oh my god that's fantastic um can I ask you darling because I realized we've been friends for quite a long time yeah and but so much so that I think I've completely taken for granted the fact that I actually don't even know what your origin story is in comedy land like I actually don't even know I know that you um did Mandy's comedy course Mandy Nolan's comedy course but what what inspired you to even do that in the first place or can you just tell me a little bit about your um journey towards comedy well, it was it was never an inspiration of mine. I never thought that I would be a comedian, never thought I would be good enough to be a comedian or anything like that. I did love comedy. I was a big fan of comedy. But when I had the boy, so I, my background was in um, government. I worked for federal government. And then when I moved to the Byron Shire, I worked for local government for Byron Shire Council. Um, and so I was always a, and I worked at Lismore Uni for a while. I, I was always kind of a, a career woman and then I had the kids and I was at home doing doing admin stuff or what kind of stuff I I was an executive assistant so I was an executive assistant in the minister's office in Canberra and then up here I was the executive assistant to the Byron Shire Council uh, manager so yeah you know you'd like a secretary but a little fancier I like to say um, and in Canberra, I did a whole lot of things. I used to do staff training. So I was in front of people. I had no problem with public speaking or anything like that. I was in a staff development area for a while and traveled around doing that. And then when I had the boys, I kind of just had this idea, yeah, I'll go back to work because I really loved it. And with Alex doing the job he did, you know, he, he traveled with the MotoGP teams for, well, he, he's only just retired. He was doing that for 29 years. 
So he was away for eight months of the year on and off. And I had this idea that I would be able to go back to work. And then I had these two babies and went, oh, I can't go back to work. This is insane. So, you know, I had to resign from my job after my maternity leave. And I was incredibly bored. I, you know, I, I don't think, I don't think women ever tell other women how mind-numbingly boring it is. To, you know, you're busy. You're so busy when you have kids, but it's mundane, boring, mind-numbingly bullshit stuff, isn't it? You know, like it, it, it kills your soul. I just felt like my brain was. <laughs> I felt like my brain was like in the bottom of an oven, just frying away. You know, and so I started writing a book. I went, okay, I've got to do something with my brain. So in my spare time, I started writing. Oh wow! Book. Yeah, never finished it, and and I um, and it sort of became. It started to get funnier, and I didn't know Mandy, but I knew about her course because uh, she was running the course in this area where we live, and. So I contacted her and said, look, I don't want to do comedy, but would your course help with writing? There are no kind of comedy writing courses around. And she went, yeah, yeah, come along, but you will have to do the stand-up at the end of it. That's part of it. And I remember thinking, oh, no, I won't. I'm I'm absolutely not doing that. And she's a giant bully and (laughs) she made me do it. And after I did my little five minutes, I was like, oh, I actually really liked that. And she said to me, she goes, you know, you should probably just get up again at wow. some open mics because you really have a spark on stage. There's there's something about you. And I think I did maybe four open mics and and then I went in the raw comedy competition just because it was another opportunity to get on stage and I won that. And then I went up to Brisbane and I won that heat and then I went down to Melbourne for the final. So, And when I look at that now, I cringe. You know when you look at your earlier stuff? And you just go, oh my god, why was I talking like that? Oh god, why was yes. I breathing like that? Like so bad, <laughs> so bad. But got really, you know, <laughs> when you win a when you win a com- comedy competition, it doesn't mean you know you're set, does it? It just means a, you know a door somewhere might be a little ajar, you know, like and you can maybe push through. Um, but then one of the one of the very first instances of um well let's say sexism i guess in this industry that i encountered was they asked me that so the comedy festival people asked me to fly down to melbourne and come to this kind of, they called it an end of year party and they wanted me to perform at the party with a few other people and so i get there and you know there's some big names there claire hooper was there she was one of the people i remember and all these other people and and i and I did my bit and then I was talking to Claire at the end of it and she she said, so how are you going to go if you get this? And I went, get what? And she went, don't, do you, you don't know why you're here. And I went, no. And she said, they're, they're actually kind of auditioning for for the comedy roadshow. And I went, oh, well, I, I don't know. What do you mean? How Whoa. am I going to go? And she goes, well, you've, you know, with your kids and everything. And I went, fuck, like how, they're not asking anyone else that. You know what I mean? And whether that's why I didn't, yeah. whether yeah, that's yeah. why I wasn't asked to go on the comedy road show or not, um, but I didn't get it. And I went, oh, that's interesting, you know, because they've that maybe they sat there and oh, they went, wow. oh, we really like her, but she's got kids. What, what would she possibly do with her kids while she's away? So, yeah, interesting. Yeah. So oh. that's how I started. It's a tough one. Did that weigh on your mind? Did that weigh on your mind? Yeah, that's hmm. an awesome story. I. 
Okay, I want to ask about your novel, but I also want to yeah. ask about um, where was it? Sorry, was it a novel or was no, it, it wasn't non-fiction? a novel? No, it wasn't a but novel. It was one of those shitty fucking, um, you know, twins book because there were no books about having twins. All the books that I was able to get, and you know, we're talking twenty years ago, so there wasn't the internet wasn't what it was now, and you couldn't just kind of get things easily I, I had to order these things from America these books from America you know on on even birthing twins you know all that sort of stuff and so I went but there needs to be some resources here so I was just going to write about my experience of being a, a twin mother and I was thinking I would interview other twin mothers and all that so anyway fuck that never happened <laughs> and now there's a million of them everybody's got twins now They're very trendy oh <laughs> <laughs> You were the original, though. Yeah, mine were the boring, though. I reckon. Put put them to bed and they stay in bed and then you get them out in the morning. (laughs) 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 Oh, my God. You should do, yes. I still think you should write that book and just make it the most, like, completely, this is easy. (laughs) Just one of those pictures. It's like three lines. Done. (laughs) Have a photo of me on the front of the hat. In my linen dress from Spell. <laughs> you go, that's oh, easy. Um, <laughs> so oh, did it didn't wear my mind. I don't know what people complain about. Yeah. It's all mindset. You're also weak. Um, I don't know. I don't know if it played on my mind. I do remember feeling a bit like, fuck you. If I if I got invited to this, then that's my problem. You know, it shouldn't it shouldn't be it shouldn't be part of your deciding yeah. factor. I do remember thinking that. But, you know, Jen, I was already in my 30s. I wasn't a young, you know, I wasn't a young, fresh-faced woman. I'd already had, I'd already had, you know, a lot of experience in dealing with um, high-powered men especially. And so so I, I knew how, I knew how things ah, yeah. And it also wasn't, because I wasn't incredibly ambitious, and to be honest I'm still not incredibly ambitious, um, maybe that's held me back. I don't know, but I kind of just went, oh, well, if it happens, it happens, you know, like I, I never, I wasn't out there really thirsty for it. I wasn't going, fuck, I want to be the next big thing because I never had the confidence that I would be the next big thing. <laughs> I was very realistic about my abilities. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So then when you did start getting more performing stuff happening, because this is all, I mean, it's beautiful. It's kind of just, yeah, you've, it's, dare I say, at the risk of sounding very Byron, but it's happened very organically for it you. It was a very um, organic process. But as you were getting out more and stuff, yes, almost like organic chai fair trade process. Yeah. Um, but did you get kickback from anybody? Because, I mean, the world is quite a sexist place and there is a lot of, there's so many double standards when it comes to the mum dad thing and especially leaving your kids to go p- pursue a passion like comedy yes. that it's not like you're painting while they're napping it's like you're actually going out and going away um how was that for you like for family friends etc yeah and yeah. it's not it's not perceived that? as a real job right you know people think it's just a no just a little thing you do it's just a weird little thing you do, no. Well, until you get to until you get to a certain point, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I, I mean, I always got asked who who looks after the kids when when you're away, and you know, I mentioned my husband 
29 years. We've been together for 28 of those years and he has travelled for all of those years and we obviously had our kids during those years and he has never, ever been asked who looks after your kids or he's never been asked, do you feel guilty leaving your kids? He's never once been asked anything like that and he's astounded that it, he's, I've had it asked to me while he's sitting there. And he's like, fuck it, kidding, you know, like he. Wow. He And and he has all the same feelings that we have, Jim, when we go out. You know, he when he used to go away, he'd feel guilty about leaving me, he'd feel guilty about not being with the kids. You know, he felt like he was letting us down. And I always kind of explained our relationship, and especially to the kids as they got older, we, you know, we were a team. And dad's dad's a member of the team and he's away and he's, He's earning money and he's doing it in, in a way that he loves, which he's very lucky. If you can do that in your life, then great. And he's providing a life for us so we can live on this beautiful farm and I can be home with you while he's not here. And that allowed me to do what I wanted to do as well, mm. you know. Um, he, yeah, I think I still get it. I think, I, I don't know about you, I you know, I'm, I'm fifth, nearly 52 now, but I still get the thing, especially from young men, you know, a little bit of the odd, oh, yeah, she's just an old hack who talks about her kids on stage. You know what I mean? And I I, I still get it. That's mm-hmm. that's the one thing I've always kind of felt, that you're, you're kind of dismissed as, the, oh, yeah, she's just the old chick that, you know, talks about. That's if they even realise you're a comedian in the green room. Often they think that you're someone's mum. <laughs> You've just come along. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't help that sometimes I take my crocheting for the green room because I would rather fucking crochet than speak to those young guys. <laughs> you know, like if I wanted to speak to young blokes, I'd stay home and talk to my kids. Well, it doesn't help that you're like... <laughs> or you're just sitting there like holding a photo frame with a little family in it and just stroking it while the tear rolls down your cheek. Like, <laughs> yeah, there she is right. again. Missing that old them weirdo. So much. <laughs> So, um, yeah, look, I'm very, re- I'm very, <laughs> I'm very realistic about um, people's perceptions of me, and that I think that came from doing comedy. To be honest, one of I do remember this in Mandy's comedy class. One of her exercises, which I think is a fantastic exercise that anybody in any in any role of of public speaking should do this exercise. So on the very first night of this course, all these strangers are in a room. I think there were 15 people in the class and we all had to write down, we had a name tag on, and we all had to write down our first impression of every other person in the room and every single person wrote wow. to the effect about me every single person wrote to the effect of oh she looks really nice and very conservative. And I thought that I was really Whoa, fucking, yeah, wow. Yeah, and I thought I was really cool. And so that really kind of floored me that I was. Can I just say, is is that is that symptomatic, though, of where you live? Because you're in Byron, which is not conservative. Is that that relatively you, you look positively, you know, church mouse compared to the freaking, you know, wild nudist colony is that kind of did that have anything to play with in it yeah I guess so I guess so I mean you know the fact that I brush my hair that probably helped you know and I had <laughs> shoes on the <laughs> fucking hell she's so be fancy rich. look at her fully dressed um 
I guess I, do, I guess I am in a way. I am quite conservative, Jenny, but I didn't realize really. I, th- I really was walking through life thinking I was fucking pretty cool, and and so it actually it became part of. Once I got to know myself a bit better on stage, I certainly played to that. You've seen the way I dress when I go on stage. I do dress very conservative. I wear very nice frocks. I always mm-hmm. have high shoes on. I keep myself nice for the stage and. Um, I think that plays into it a little bit. You know, people people look at me and go, fuck, how, how could she possibly be funny? You know, she I do look like somebody who probably goes to church on Sunday, whatever that looks like these days. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I think it's great. I, I've never actually thought of you as conservative, I have to say, but maybe that's because I know you so well too. Yeah, but even exactly. the way you dress, you always look like the funky one. You know what I mean? Like if you're at work, you're the funky, the funky, well dressed one, for sure. Um, well, can I say, see- speaking of the Byron Shire, so I just wanted to ask you this because, sorry, you go, darling. No, no, I was going to say, see, I think you're the funky one. I look at you and go, oh my god, her clothes, she looks amazing. You're, you know, your hair and all that, and I'm just there with my with my little bun and my Leona Edmonston frock on. <laughs> <laughs> I love a good Leonie Edmiston frog. Like you can't beat them. <laughs> Do you know what it was for me though? Like I feel, I know. Well, I feel like I've grown into who I am. Like, and even I, I still wear just shit at home around the house sometimes. But then sometimes I'll dress up, and it just depends very much on my mood. But I feel like I am actually loving getting older because I give so less of a shit what anyone thinks. I'm just like I'm just going to wear what I love. Like. And then whatever, and I figure the people that love that are my people, and that's it. Well, that's exactly absolutely a hundred percent. I'm like that, you know. Like fuck around the house. It's pretty, it's pretty horrific, really. What I wear, um, and yeah, and even when I even when I go out now, I used to, I would never have gone out, you know, without a without just a touch of makeup on. I like I would have just gone. Oh no, I can't, I can't. And now I just go. Who gives a shit? You know, who cares? I do still like to, you know, I I, I think of mm. that sort of uniform for me for going on stage. Like I, I haven't been on stage and not, not looked how I want to look on stage, you know what I mean? And that's part of the process for me, that start of getting into that, okay, I'm going on stage, I'm preparing. It's, I guess it's like a sports person who prepares, they get the gear on, they get into that mindset, you know. I wouldn't feel comfortable on stage in clothes that I know look really shit on me you know and I don't care what people think it's how I feel in them yeah that's actually yeah that's exactly right isn't it well I had a bit of a nightmare a few weeks ago because I had a gig and I completely forgot to pack my shoes this was up at Caloundra and I got there and realized shit like all I had were these little slip-ons that I'd worn in the car that were just completely not shoes you would wear on stage at all. Um, and then anyway, I I sort of went online and was like, fuck, this has happened. What do you reckon? And all of the Funny Mummies Facebook group were like, just go fuck, just go barefoot. Who gives a shit? And I went barefoot and my dress still was amazing, but I was in bare feet and I felt fabulous because I felt like, who cares? I, this is actually very comfortable. So I think if I hadn't physically felt comfortable in that, would have been a different experience but it was actually very nice yeah I remember that actually I remember I think I was one of the people that just went go 
go barefoot, it'll be fantastic. You know, like it's, um, I, I, yeah, I think it's amazing. My biggest fear is not packing a bra. Like I would really hate to be on stage with the, with the girl. Oh, yes. As I'm getting older, my breasts are just getting so fucking big. And I just got, I would be, I would be so uncomfortable on stage with big girls swinging around. Oh my God. I could not do that. I could not do that. I remember my kids still tell the legendary tale of, it was when uh, I think their dad and I had just split up and I was out in the front yard, talk about not giving a shit. I was out in the front yard in my nighty, so no bra on, trying to start the freaking lawnmower. And it was like I was about to knock myself out because my boobs were just like flying up into my face with every like, <laughs> and the kids were just like, can you imagine how mortified they were? They're like, mom, the whole neighborhood seeing these boobs just going left, right, and up. <laughs> All the men in the but street are survive. like, I'm going to go and mow the lawn, love. <laughs> <laughs> every man's out but you made it yesterday yeah, you didn't do a very good job <laughs> it's the details marjorie attention That's to it. details um but listen speaking of speaking of uh un- unruly unguarded bosoms and bare feet and i want to talk about the byron shire and where you live, because I wanted to ask, Mandy often is writing about uh, all the shit that's happening down there and the changes and the, you know, rich people moving in and stuff, but there is like a celebrity infestation down there, isn't there? Oh, yeah. Everyone who's who's anyone has moved down here. You, you see them, I had a, you see them everywhere. You know, I saw um, Chris Hemsworth was in Woolworths one time. I didn't realise it was him. He was standing in front of the tomatoes and he was on his phone and I'm like, oh, yeah, fuck it, get out of the way. And I went, excuse me, I just need to get some tomatoes. And he turned around and, you know, I was like, oh, yeah, Chris Hemsworth, get out of the way. Got my tomatoes and carried on. Um, but my neighbour, so I live on <laughs> I live on 40 acres and our place is very average, beautiful piece of land. We have a, I'm incredibly lucky. We have a gorgeous piece of land, very ordinary house. But our neighbours also have a beautiful piece of land and an amazing house with this incredible view. And we were talking about how, you know, what's happened in down here is this explosion of people that have come here. And, and you know, we were on the map anyway, but now we're really on the map. And so prices have just skyrocketed. So, so my kids, for example, would never be able to go and get a share house in Mullumbimby because there's a waiting list. You know, they have auctions for rentals now down here and people are going, well, I'll pay $200 above the asking price and I'll give you six months in advance of cash, you know. So, of course, landlords are cashing in on that. It's insane. Um, and so so there's this real, you're feeling like this erosion of community is happening because those people coming in aren't really, but you know, if you're coming in and you're buying five and six houses and you're renting them out for inflated prices, you're you're not, you know, that's not being part of a community. You're you're, you know, that's your you're making money out of it. Um, and and mm. people who, you know, we we have an investment property which is our superannuation because we're both sole traders, and we have a woman who lives in there who's a single mother with four children. And her rent is incredibly low because we don't use that as an income. And I feel like I have I have um, an obligation to my community that we can provide housing for women like that. She's lived in our house for seven years. She's never once missed 
her rent. She looks after the place. She has these beautiful children. Her kids go to school in our community. What would happen to her? What what would happen to that woman and her children if we went, you know, mm. what we could, and we could get another $300 a week for that place. But that's not what we have it for. And so all these people are coming wow. in. But so, so my neighbor's house, which I was telling yeah. you about, you know, I was really, I've been really kind of complaining about this erosion of community and what's going to happen here. And, and my neighbor came down and he goes, fuck, you're not going to believe it. You know, Zach Efron just came to my place with a real estate agent and they've offered me $4 million for my, for my house. And I was like, wow. So where are you going to go? <laughs> he goes, well, where, where would I go? You know, where would I go? And I <laughs> fucking pushed him off the deck and I went, go anywhere. It's Zach Efron. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> but he's not god. selling so i haven't got zach efron that's as a neighbor crazy <laughs> yeah it's, it is crazy but anyway they've all bought around here oh my god pete evans has got his cult happening up in yeah um, i know well i heard um Does he really? I didn't know he was living up there. That's um, like for reals, like a commune, or do you mean like just generally that's his headquarters to spread his uh, shit around? Oh, no, I think it is like a commune. He, there's lots of jobs. If you go on Seek, there's lots of jobs up there. for the. It's called the Pete Evans something. Um, there's lots of jobs up there. I think one of the jobs the other day was like, you know, a therapy coordinator. It's like a, it's the full thing. I, I believe it's cultish. It's a little bit cultish. I'll probably die after this. If something happens wow. to me, Jen, after saying that, then let's go. <laughs> yes. Okay, and I'll be submitting this podcast as evidence. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I think it says it's <laughs> Oh, my God. That's so funny. Yeah, she got killed in the, uh, in the hot yoga studio with a bag of quinoa. <laughs> Um, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, this is how bad the job market is at the moment, though, for teenagers is there's part of me, my son's desperately trying to get a job and there's just nothing, like it's so competitive because there's hardly anything around. But I don't know, like at what point do you go, well, yeah, I mean, it's a cult, but they've got a lot of jobs going and it'd be good to, you know, get in on the ground level. Yeah. Just and, you know, a bit just, of that Kool-Aid and, and you'll get paid. I guess they're healthy. You know, um, you know that. Well, he he won't be getting any vaccinations <laughs> while he's there. Anyway, we know that. <laughs> no, but his iron's good. Very but good he, iron. Oh, he'll he'll be in. <laughs> he'll be in. Oh my god. <laughs> well, my my darling lady, I could talk to you forever, but oh, I am respectful of your time. I wanted to ask you our quick rapid fire questions. Right. If you're up for it. Yeah, let's go. Let's give it a crack. Let's do it. So question number one, if you could have dinner with any person living or dead, who would it be? Uh, see, publicly, I want to say something like, I want to say Nelson Mandela because I have a a terrible trait in my personality is an inability to forgive people who hurt me and I think that's the most remarkable thing about that man so I want to I want to say that but you know honestly I would say John Mayer because I'm fucking a woman and (laughs) that dude is hot (laughs) (laughs) well if you kind of like subtly send his manager who wouldn't want to have dinner with John Mayer 
Ah, uh, okay. Hey, the come best... on in, John. <laughs> um, the best advice you've ever received. Oh, the best advice I ever received was from um, a comedian called Des Dowling. Do you know Des Dowling? I don't. I know the name though. Yeah, okay. He's a, he's a Melbourne comic. He does lots of booking as well. And he sent me to this horrific gig, like really terrible. That's another podcast altogether. Um, and I rang him and told him, I said, well, you just sent me into hell. And he went, Ellen, dry your tears with the check, my love. Oh! Because it was a really good paying gig. That's... <laughs> And I just think that's brilliant advice. Dry your tears with the check and move on. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's the worst advice you've ever received? Oh, okay. The worst advice we've ever I ever received probably um, was don't buy property in Brunswick Heads <laughs> because Ooh. now you can't buy anything in Brunswick Heads for under $2 million and we were looking at a place that was about 250000 Oh, no. You know what, though, at the, the when I've been to Brunswick in the last few years, I have been enamoured with it. I mean, goodness me, the Brunswick Picture House hasn't that just completely exploded? That, yeah, oh, yeah, it's class. beautiful. I mean, it's it's just an amazing, amazing little town. And yeah, we were looking at a place for two hundred and fifty, and someone was like, "Oh, you don't want to buy there? No, that'll never take off." Fuck. Oh no. Anyway, I nearly bought a house in Tassie. This is about fifteen <laughs> years ago. A little beach shack, like a shit shack, but right by the water for thirty thousand dollars, and I didn't do it. And now you can't get anything in Tassie oh, for less than a few hundred grand. Wow. Like, I, <laughs> anyway, I feel your pain. Um, yeah. Okay. What's the best? What's yeah. the best comeback? that you've ever made to somebody and if you haven't actually made it or you've thought about it afterwards that you could have uh, said well I think this is the best one my friends and I still laugh about this so this is years ago I would have been I don't know 20 years old and I was in a nightclub in Canberra and this got you know really busy nightclub and we're all getting pushed around at the bar and this guy came up and and said right into my ear I want to lick your asshole, and I said to him, "Wow, wouldn't you want to get to know me first? <laughs> and my friends couldn't believe that I said that. Oh my god! <laughs> I was that I was so polite about it, but that was my first. I just kind of went, "That's an odd thing to say to a stranger." You know, my kind of my my clean freakness came into it. <laughs> that one and I did it I did a good one recently which I was quite proud of once I got home I was walking my dog Stanley and he was he was a little bit naughty this woman was coming along on her bike you know those bikes with the basket at the front she had the baguettes in the front and she's pedaling along you know all upright looking very lovely and the dog kind of lurched out in front of her and and she thought that he was going to bite her or something or fall off and she got really angry because she was scared and, and she goes, why don't, why don't you control your fucking dog? And I went, why don't you use your bell, Mary Poppins? <laughs> and oh, I thought that was funny. Mary Poppins! <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, my God. And also because I'm such a Mary Poppins fan, like I love Mary Poppins so much, I don't believe she ever rode a bike. Didn't and she? Yet the yeah, okay. Oh, she did it. You know the, she did the it. picture of this. <laughs> yeah, it does, right? 
she doesn't. She never ride a bike. No, 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 but here she, she it, never rode a bike. It looks like she should have. The image. Absolutely. The image works. The image works. It might have been one of the nannies being auditioned at the beginning rode a bike. There's, yeah. The image works. She definitely rode a bike in The Sound of Music. Julie Andrews rode a bike in that. So maybe you're... Right, anyway, that is freaking hilarious. It's, I think oh, it's funny because what I'm she didn't. Of. I think it's funny yeah, because okay. she didn't. Um, <laughs> it's <Yeah>. epic. <laughs> Um, and finally, Ellen Briggs, <laughs> what would you like to have written on your tombstone? Um, I just think something, you know, like she was a pretty good chick. We liked her. Aww. I'd be happy with that. That's See, and that's why I think you're adorable. <laughs> Thank you so much, my darling. Oh, oh, where's the best place for people girl. to find you? You're a gorgeous girl. Where's the best place for people to find you online? Oh, you can find find me on Facebook. So um, our Women Like Us show, we've got a Women Like Us comedy page. That's my page with Mandy Nolan or there's Ellen Briggs Comedian on Facebook. And I'm also on Twitter and Instagram. It's all just Ellen Briggs or Ellen S. Briggs. You'll find me. <laughs> Beautiful. Oh, Come thank you, my hi. darling. Thank you so much, Ellen. Love you, darling. Thanks, Jen. Love you to bits. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. Isn't she just sweet delight? I love her so much. It was so nice too because we've had a couple of, you know, political and then a heavy episode. It was just nice just to have an absolute just cracking funny catch up with a friend. It's beautiful. So I have this crazy idea for a future episode, which is going to be an Ask Jen Anything episode. Ask Jen Anything. Ask Jen Ask you anything. Don't, it's just going to be called Look, Ask Me Anything. Uh, so if you have a burning question, it can be stupid. It can be serious. It could be, uh, look, anything goes. So if you have a question, please do write to me, okay? At uh, You can find me on the Funny Mummy's Facebook page. You can find me at contact at jennywinter.com. And that's winter with a Y, W-Y-N-T-E-R.com. Uh, or you can even send me a voice memo and then I can put your beautiful dulcet tones right here on the podcast as well. Ask me anything. Future episode will be very fun or weird. Hopefully both. Amazing. Thank you so much. Hope you have a beautiful rest of your day slash hour slash week slash everything. Slashing all the prices down, down, down. Okay, I really need to go and take my hair. Thank you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thank you so much for joining us on the Funny Mummies podcast. If you haven't already, make sure you join our group on Facebook, the Funny Mummies group. Also, we have funnymummies.com, which has upcoming gigs, shows, fun stuff. You can find me, Jenny Winter, which is W-Y. N-T-E-R. Why? Because I can. At JennyWinter.com. You can find me on Facebook at Jenny Winter Comedian, Instagram at Jen Winter. And your child could be the voice on this podcast. So if your child would like to say, 
with Jenny Winter. Record that as a voice memo. Send it through to me. You can either send it via the Facebook group or via my website and they could be the voice on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening and I hope that you find some funny in your day.